lordy. Hello, guys. It's your girl, Keith of Kentucky, and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That Podcast. I am chuckling because I just spent the last 45 minutes recording an episode for the so the, for this, this right here. And uh, it was on mute the whole time. My mic was on mute. And uh, I'm upset about it. I had, you know, optimal recording time. My husband and kids were upstairs. They're quiet. Now I'm hearing an influx of stomping. And I just don't know if we're going to get through this together. But let's, let's attempt. Because I said I was going to record. I'm so thankful you're here. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All the holidays. Even if you don't celebrate none. You know what I'm saying? That's okay too. I am here specifically to speak to the people who watch Insecure. And I wanna I, I wanna chat about our feelings right now. <laughs> about the series finale last night that aired on Sunday. In the previous episode that I just recorded, I did give a soft recap. I'm gonna give y'all bullet notes this time because I was I was in depth. I was letting y'all know what's going on. If you're here right now, you know about insecure you know the characters and insecure so i'm not gonna try to go too deep right if you're here it's because you watch the finale you want to talk about it you want to have some thoughts about what's going on maybe a bit of criticism i feel like i'm in the minority when it comes to criticism but we're gonna get there the previous episode right before the finale we got isa we got nathan they together apartment shopping things look like they're on the up and up Tiffany is going to Denver. Um, she's relocating. She's very sad about it. Um, she's throwing a party. And this seems to be a reunion of sorts. Nobody, of course, invited Dro. However, he is here. Molly is now dating Torian. Torian is her co-worker from the law firm. They're going together and it's very cute. We're very excited about that. For some reason, like I said, Joe Dro is there. And in a moment of being high out of her mind from eating edibles with Torian, she tells, you know, Torian, hey, look, I used to mess around with him. We was friends with benefits. You know, they had an open relationship, all that. And Torian is unfazed. They didn't go too deep on Kelly and all the things she's going through. Like I said, Tiffany is about to move to Denver. Issa's with Lawrence. Lawrence comes to the party with Condola and the baby. It gets wild. Condola leaves. And then they have this conversation, um, e, um, Lawrence and Nathan, about barbecue, but it's really about their dicks and Issa. Um, it gets crazy. At the end of the night, Condola leaves with the baby. Issa runs into Lawrence. Lawrence is like, is you happy? Um, in the key of T.I., and the Issa never gets the opportunity to say anything because then Nansford swings on by and he wants that action with um, Lawrence because how dare you motherfucker? Like, why would you roll up on my girl like this? And then, and then, and then display persistence too as well. Like, how dare you motherfucker? So it looked like they was about to get into it. Fight was break, broke up. That is how the last episode ended right before the finale. So now let's check. The episode opens up mildly, mildly reminiscent of how the season opened up with Issa and Lawrence because they broke up in the car. This time, however, 
Nathan is like, look, this is wild. Nathan has been very transparent about his mental health and how he's trying to be on the up and up. And, you know, he's really just trying to be, trying to manage it to the best of his ability. In his conversation with Issa, he pretty much lets her know that, I look, being with you is not good for me. Now, the discourse that was going on on Twitter was pretty much, people were kind of assuming that Nathan was prepared for Issa to beg for him. And I don't think so to any degree. Like, I don't believe this whatsoever. I feel like Nathan, for real, especially this season, you could see that he was genuinely working on trying to better himself. And that he saw that he saw that in that relationship with Issa, that it was not going to work out. Um, that he was basically going to be number two. Um, that in the back of Issa's head, she was probably always going to be intent on thinking about Lawrence, his whereabouts, how he's doing, all that shit. And when you're pursuing a relationship, you do not want to ever have those feelings about somebody that you're with. And so for Nathan, I feel like he felt like it was his best interest to let both of them figure out life. And it wasn't in malice. It wasn't being hateful. It wasn't him trying to get back at her for anything. I feel like that was a very, it wasn't even mutual. It wasn't mutual, mutual. I feel like Issa wanted to work on it. But she had to, over time, come to terms with her feelings for Lawrence. So they break up. She's going through it. She has this plea in the mirror that she wants to fast forward to when things are great in life. And by golly, that's exactly what these motherfuckers did all episode. I like to call this the birthday episode. Um, In this episode of the series finale, we take a journey, if you will, through life events like some crazy big life announcements and traumatic events through the span of their birthdays. Um, the ladies had made a pack once Tiffany had let the girls know that, Hey, moving to Denver, but what we should do, this is what we should do. Y'all is we meet up with each other for each other's birthdays. And that's how we maintain our friendship with each other. So we go throughout this episode for each birthday, for Issa, for Kelly, for Molly, for um, Tiffany. And we unfortunately have to like follow these Easter eggs to find out what the fuck is going on. This is my number one complaint with this episode. And, and I do realize that they understand that their audience isn't dumb and that we can put two or two together. But I feel like for some of these moments that we're not talked about in great detail that we deserved some fucking great detail with some of this shit. Now I'm not going to go into a play by play about some of the things we discovered as the audience on this episode, but I'm going to give you some things, right? So the first birthday, Molly, she's still with Torian, his family there, her family there, the mom's still there. They're having a great time. You can tell Issa's still feeling some type of way about Nathan and their breakup. Uh, Tiffany shows up and all that. We move forward. It's Issa's birthday. If you look around, you can see Issa coming up professionally. And that was a great thing to see. She's getting donations for the block. Um, We didn't see Tiffany on this one. We did see Molly. Issa's trying to uh, maneuver through dating again. and, And that was a great moment within the show. 
Then they go to Tiffany's and it's Tiffany's birthday. Now I might be moving fast, but shit, that's how the episode was moving last night too. So, hey, hey, just move with me. We go to Tiffany's birthday party and Tiffany um, is upset or melancholy or, you know, and mild depression. I don't know. She's going through the things and it's probably because she misses her friend. She's in Denver. She's pretty much airing out all of her grievances about her family. Her husband seems to be doing well. The kids seems to be thriving. However, she just not, she doesn't have a girls. And so she's upset about that. Everybody around her, you know, she doesn't have ties to anybody. And so Tiffany's kind of, you know, she's feeling it. But in this same respect, they're there with Tiffany in Denver. Molly and Issa go in and we get our first little tinge of Issa still care about Lawrence. Now we knew this because we knew as soon as Nathan went out the picture, it was like, oh fuck. Cause it's been this, it's been this volleyball effect of shit between Nathan and Issa all season. It's like, we cannot get through an episode without feeling like Issa is feeling a different way than what we became comfortable with within that episode. Like the last five minutes of literally every episode of this season made me feel like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> like I felt that way about when she was with Lawrence and then they broke up and then she was with Nathan and they had an argument and are they going to break up? Like, I didn't know. Like, I felt like that all season. So she goes in there in Tiffany's kitchen. She sees a picture of Lawrence and she, you know, Molly brings up the fact that she never did get to answer Lawrence's question about whether or not she's happy or not. And Issa's convinced that she's like, oh, I don't know what I would have said. I just don't know. In the midst of all this, Molly gets a phone call from, I'm assuming, her brother and her mother passes away. And we roll straight through this shit. Like, this is how fast it's literally going. Within the next year, Kelly is fucking pregnant at her birthday party. But Molly's nowhere to be found. Molly's, you see Issa calling Molly. She didn't show up to the birthday party. Again, these are the the criticisms, criticisms that I have, because I feel like that was worth a bit of discussion. Like her mom dies and then we just don't see Molly for a year, which is kind of acceptable in my mind as someone who's gone through some shit like this. But at the same time as an audience, I kind of, I need to know, I need to know that Molly's okay because we've spent all of season five working on personal development and professional development with Molly. So to see this shit go down the drain or so so maybe what some people could have thought uh, was kind of traumatizing. I don't, I don't really like them playing with my emotions like that, to be honest with y'all. I felt like something bad happened to Molly, but in my head, as somebody who watches a lot of film and TV, I was like, there's no way her mom dies and then she kills herself. Like, we can't, you can't do all that. You can't do one death per episode please this is not Grey's Anatomy um so I in my head and, and, and trying to think smartly about this I was like there's no way but I also can we just can we just know if Molly's okay like for two seconds and I just skimmed past the whole fact that Kelly was pregnant <laughs> Kelly brought this guy to a previous birthday before and it turns out they're still together and then her birthday party she announces that she is pregnant which was really cool because there was a moment when Issa was like, well, I thought you said you didn't want all kids. And we we were reaffirming the fact that you are able to change your mind. 
And that was a beautiful moment and a beautiful message that I appreciate it because you absolutely are. You don't have to keep things the same just because you said one day that you would never do this one thing. You, you, you could change your mind. And so I, I enjoyed seeing that play out and seeing Issa kind of have like a epiphany about that shit too. Oh my God. Yes. Maybe that was the moment that she was like, look, I need to, and maybe I'm dumb for not catching it initially, but like I said, I think I need to, uh, rewatch this maybe a second or third time. Cause there's a lot of like hidden pockets in, in the series finale that they didn't really explain explicitly that they should have, but they didn't. So <laughs> I think that when Kelly said you're allowed to change your mind or, or I'm, par I'm paraphrasing that, of course, that that led to, you know, her calling Lawrence on his birthday and asking him, did he want to go out to dinner? Um, at this time, Lawrence has a girlfriend, so he cannot really oblige, you know, at this time, but they come back around to it. And my mini frustration is that they had a moment. She has this new business place that she is running now, which is still the blog, but she just actually has like an office now. And they're talking and fucking metaphors and shit about, you know, all I had to do was want it and figure it out. Well, yeah, no, I don't know what the fuck. But it was some metaphorical shit that, that basically they was talking in fucking limericks and, and sonnets and shit. And then they decided they was going to be with each other. Look, I'm very anti-Issa and Lawrence. But I do, I do understand that what I wanted for Issa wasn't what she would, if she was a real person I knew, she wouldn't be happy with. And I knew in the back of my head that Issa always wanted Lawrence and there wasn't too many things that could keep her from it. You know what I'm saying? Like she was going to end up with Lawrence. And so as I'm disappointed, because at the end of the day, I kind of want Issa to choose Issa. Like, cause I feel like she has such a, a great worth work at that. Damn, I can't get it out. A work ethic and love for community that she was just going to be great. She's going to be fucking amazing. Like she is in real life. Right. Um, that she don't need no nigga. Like, <laughs> because if we're talking about the discussion is Issa and Lawrence, I don't know. Like we, we were put into this situation where we had to pick and choose. And I think like over ruminating about this shit for the past week, we was like, nah, she could just pick herself. Like, <laughs> like we don't want her to pick one of these turds. Like just pick you and do great. And, and, and then go marry like some up and coming famous rich nigga like that's what we kind of wanted at the end of the day but I, I can see it but what are we moving on from now like I said this is exactly how it happened like it was in the span of 45 minutes of course but we had so many things that kind of happened that I was I was like okay we, that was worth a conversation but okay we're gonna move on um it turns out I believe Kelly and Kelly and Molly now work with each other in the same law firm. Uh, Kelly is doing estates now. Um, then Molly gets married. Yeah, Molly gets married. This is after Issa and Lawrence decide they want to be back together. And they have this very beautiful wedding, by the way. Very beautiful dresses, beautiful gowns. And... In this moment, you see have another moment of Issa kind of like looking at her friend, like, oh my God, look at my friend. Like she's really doing it big and she didn't found the love of her life. And 
it's almost a, a borderline loss as well on the friendship side because even as you have your friends, there's a lot of things that your spouse has to take precedence in now, right? When Hopefully I'm saying that right, but there's a lot of things that not necessarily that your friend gets pushed over to the side, but they do in a way. And you're not as involved as you once were. And you know a lot of things, but some of those things are reserved for your spouse now. So it's crazy to watch that. And I saw on Twitter that that, that whole scene between them after the wedding was impromptu. Like it was off script. And Prentice had pretty much told Yvonne, like, go for it. Tell her how much you're thankful for her. Say what you want to say, right? And in that moment, that is when, it, like, I had, like, a little single tear develop in my, my eye because I was like, wow, this is crazy. It's really over. And it was so great to watch their relationship develop on and off screen. It was, it's kind of good to see both of them like that. You could tell out of the entire cast, Issa and Yvonne really became partners in crime. And, and so seeing it in the way it did, you could t- absolutely tell that those tears were all genuine. Um, what else did I kind of skipped over, but with Kelly and Tiffany, it's the same thing within every kind of circle group. You kind of have that friend that you're a little bit more close to, and even though they're great as the fantastic four, um, you, Kelly and, and Tiffany are a pair and Issa and Molly are a pair. And even when Kelly had announced that she was pregnant, it's like Tiffany had already knew. And and that was something I missed. I said on the the episode I recorded before this is that I knew Tiffany was so excited because she had kind of been the singular friend with that's a mother and nobody else could relate to those things. And, And Tiffany already has this like shell of an image that she only displays certain things that she wants to display. Not to say she's like the Beyonce of the relationship, but she's very much kind of like the Beyonce of the of the four pair girls because she only talks about the great things in their house, in her life. And she doesn't really display what it feels to be so many things that's going on with her. She's not had any friends. She's moved to Denver. She's relocated and she's had this kid and she had postpartum depression, but she doesn't really dive too deep into those things. I feel like Kelly probably knows these things because they're the closer of you know, the friendships, but we, as the audience, assuming that we're one of the friends, um, don't know that much. We only have glimmers of that, or we can only assume those things about Tiffany. So it was good to see that Kelly, you know, getting pregnant because she has now another bond to, to, to Kelly. Did I say it right? Tiffany seeing Kelly get pregnant because now they have another bond and which is just going to be motherhood. So that was great to see. Um, what now? Oh, at some point, it seems that Issa and Lawrence are engaged or married. We don't know because we ain't get told all that. All we know is Issa gave us this beautiful shot in a beautiful soundtrack of her pretty much passing through every landmark since we've been watching for the past five seasons. So we have the dude that's the blood at the old apartment complex over the dunes. We see him, we see Rite Aid, we see I Got Y'all, which is where she originally was working at. That's how we were introduced to her working with the kids. 
it was a beautiful scene because she literally was riding through her past and going to her new life, which was with Lawrence and his baby. So now Issa is a stepmom, which is cool, you know, but this is the life that she, you know, essentially she wanted this for herself and, and I'm happy for her because she is happy. Was this what I envisioned for Issa? Probably not, but she looks very excited about the future in, in the last few minutes of that episode. Um, a lot of people was like, oh, she's got an engagement ring on. I, I saw that initially. I was like, if they're together and Molly just got married, I feel like with the history they have and the amount of time that they put forth in their relationship, of course, they're going to get married. So yes, there was a ring on Issa's finger at the end of the episode. The kid loves her. She seems to be doing professionally well with her job. They're in a wonderful, beautiful, big house. Shadi's got a Lexus. Like there were so many things that they didn't like outright throw it at you. But if you were paying attention, you saw all the new developments that were happening in Issa's life. So overall, I'm happy for her. I didn't have some criticism though that I'm going to talk about right now. <laughs> because I was like, I don't, I don't know. So the biggest thing for me is that I feel like it jumped a lot. Um, it didn't dive into a lot of things. I feel like they could have threaded a lot of these storylines and, and these things within the previous episodes. Like, I feel like there was no reason we needed to rush through all this shit in 45 minutes when we could have had bits and pieces or at least, I don't know, y'all. I ain't nobody's writer, so don't listen to me. But I just feel like this could have been... This could have been, I just feel like it was too much. It was too much in this last episode that we had to get through. Um, I was mad um, at, that we could not see Kelly's baby. Like, I feel like it was a major development for Kelly to be in a relationship after being like fingered on the first season. Like, why couldn't we see that? Why couldn't we really see that? Like, why couldn't we see her have a family it, or at least just a picture or something in the midst of the madness? I don't know. Um, we went through all that just to hear she got pregnant, but never saw the baby upset. I don't know. I'm upset. Um, I, I wanted to know what Molly was doing for the year after her mom passed away. I feel like there was too much up in the air when they were making these phone calls and she not picking up. Like, what are you insinuating? Like, why do you want us to be upset like this on the season finale? Like, so it was good to see her update. And that she was fine before, like, literally, like, two, three minutes, they let us believe that, like, Molly had offed herself. And I didn't like that. Um, Y'all could have gave us a little bit more on Tiffany or at least made her a little bit more happy than she was towards the end of the episode. I felt like that was petty. I don't know if the some off-air stuff. I, you know what? We're going to lead in positivity. We're not going to talk about that. But I feel like Tiffany deserved... A little bit, she did. She was in the center of a lot of bullshit. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, she was, she was, because why would you invite Dro? <laughs> why would you invite Dro to the thing? Um, and my last real big criticism before I close out the show, because we closing at 30. I'm so upset that I recorded for 45 minutes and it was on mute. So we wrapping this up in 30. I feel like. Since Issa and Lawrence, excuse me, since Issa and Lawrence were at the epicenter of the entire series, why couldn't we get a proposal scene or, or a snippet of a wedding? I'm upset. Like, I don't understand why did they feel... 
but I know a lot of people are, are talking about that really the love story within this series was the girls, the friendship. And I can see that. I can see that. I can. But I still wanted to see Issa in a wedding dress. And you can't take that from me. I don't know how to feel about it. So I want to know y'all's thoughts, how y'all feel about it. We got about six minutes left. And I'm going to close it out with what I talked about last night on Twitter. Um, I, I said pretty much after having some high and intense emotions about the finale because I was in the minority. Like I checked the hashtags and everybody's like, oh, this shit is so perfect. And I just love this. This is the way it was supposed to end. And I didn't feel like that. I felt like it was so rushed. And I don't like having to uh, play seek and find in the, in the season, in the finale. I want some closure here. And I didn't feel like all the way closure. That's it. I love the show for what it's worth. I do. But I just felt like it could be it could be a little bit better. I don't think it was no perfect though. I don't think it was perfect. Um, but we're gonna end this on a good note. All right. Um, I do wanna thank Issa Rae and Insecure um for this amazing art and taking in stride our criticisms, just like I just got finished going in. But um, this show was very important and we got to see the dynamics of black men and black women. So we congregated every Sunday religiously to have nuanced conversations about regular ass nigga shit but how we could see ourselves in these people and in these situations and for me seeing Issa come up professionally it was good to see that because it took her five years to reach her professional po uh, potential I don't know how I'd fear on the relationship choice but um, one of the best parts of the series is seeing Issa's vision for community come to fruition, the support of her friends and her endeavors and her, persist her persistence in believing in her vision. So it was a wonderful series overall. It really was. Um, but, you know, all things can have a little bit of a uh, back and forth and discourse and uh, criticism from time to time. And I do just feel like I'm not the only one who feels this way. So I'm just going to say it, though. I do want to know what you guys' thoughts are, how you guys felt about it. If you do, in fact, feel that it was perfect, let me know. Or if you had some criticism or things that you wished um, you would have found out more of, let me know those as well. Um, but that's it. Um, also, let me know what you guys are binge watching. Now we got another show we got to try to find out and look at. I don't know if we get in the Real Housewives of Atlanta this season. I'm actually upset. I think we're going to have to wait for the Potomacs to come back around because ain't shit going on in Atlanta. And it's crazy to say that after all these years. But until they get our knee back, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so leave me your thoughts, please. Follow me on at, uh, so there's that pod on Instagram and at Keith of Kentucky Presents. So there's that podcast on Facebook. I will catch you guys. Maybe there will be another year episode, but we're not certain of that yet. We're just going to do day by day, okay? All right, I'll get, uh, I will catch you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Keep the Kentucky, and you're tuned into this week's episode. I'm laughing because is it this week's? Is it next week's? Is it next month's? Is it a quarter from now? What is it, girl? What are you doing? I'm sorry. I apologize. But you're tuned into this week's episode of so there's that podcast welcome back bye, 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 bye. yeah bitch i'm back in the building from north carolina and shit i'm going through a lot of things 
lot of things. And I hope y'all can bear with me. The show is not done. I'm thinking about changing the name of the show. Y'all just look, stand by. If you fuck with me, you fuck with me. If you don't, you don't. That's cool. I really do appreciate the people who do fuck with me, the people that tune in. There's people listening to episodes that have been posted. Like in 2019, I really just mess with y'all. I do be looking at the analytics and shit. I just be like so like um amazed at the people who are still tuning into the show so i do and i have realized that on this journey like i don't be worried about picking up new fans i just be i really just be worried about keeping the ones that i do have so i do apologize for the people who who look for weekly episodes and i do not deliver and y'all still hang on and y'all still there supporting me dog you you the real mvp i like i appreciate y'all and uh, i'm sorry dog like i'm going through a lot of shit i did just move from um virginia to north carolina and i'm just i just <laughs> i'm just trying to do this i can't <laughs> i got so much shit to talk about on pop culture front but the first thing i always want to do is to make sure that i give y'all y'all appreciation for just sticking with a, a negro like me like an inconsistent negro like me <laughs> i might change the podcast to like a, the inconsistent pod why not because it would at least give y'all like a preview of what's to come because i got a lot of shit going on uh, i am posting from my um my ear pods whatever the fuck these are i'm not posting from the method that i usually do i usually have my actual podcast mic but i have headphones that i'm doing it from because gloria has bullied me into recording the episode no i'm just kidding there's a few of y'all that have asked me about it i specifically came on here to talk about why y'all so obsessed with gloria harvey and michael b jordan breaking up these are two attractive black african-american folks in hollywood that's definitely gonna be booking and bagging some other negro by the end of the week i don't know why y'all so upset about this but i'm gonna entertain it for two seconds um lori harvey has had a plethora of negroes i'm not concerned about her i'm actually rooting for her keep doing you girl like there's something very like enlightening about seeing a woman who's like you know what i'm actually just gonna do me and i'm not worried about this marriage bullshit it's a contract i don't want to go through all this shit this is a lot i just want to have fun i want to get to know these motherfuckers and i don't want to do too much i don't want to do too much i just want to i want to have a good time and then we look at michael b jordan who's a little bit older but i don't like how y'all trying to make it sound like he a sugar daddy or something he's only a year older than me michael b jordan's just an old i don't like that cool it like i don't like that he's a young uh, attractive man who happens to look like a thumb in the face shout out to gia like she ruined she ruined michael b jordan for me he do look like a thumb in the face he just does and but he's an attractive thumb in the face got a nice body um i don't know why he's acquired this um steve harvey mustache over the years maybe it was the Lori harvey influence i don't know but i feel like he's not gonna have a problem my concern my biggest concern is that michael's gonna flee back to the bunnies and uh it's gonna be a sight to see i didn't really i don't i don't know how i feel about it but uh it may occur and uh we just gotta we gotta be uh cognitive (laughs) we gotta know that in our heart that this might that might be the next time the shade room posts a video he might be on a yacht with some white ladies um and and that's it but for the both of them as a whole like i I was trying to understand why y'all was so confused about them breaking up why y'all was appalled by that they've been together two years 
Like, for me, for me, for me to be like, oh, this is crazy about a celebrity black couple breaking up, that would be a uh, Angela Bassett and Courtney Vance, Courtney B. Vance. That would be a Samuel R. Jackson and a Latanya Richardson. That would be a uh, Will Smith even and Jada Pinkett Smith. Even despite of what they've been through over the last few months, that, those would be like, <gasps> like, like grasp my pearls type of like announcements and y'all was really just eating this shit up like it was the worst thing y'all could have ever heard ever in life i just don't understand it's okay i hope y'all gonna be okay and i know them young rich motherfuckers is gonna be all right so i don't feel too much about it i don't i don't (laughs) i'm not wrapping myself around no dissertations about the shit because at the end of the day they gonna be all right and I don't, I don't got no time to be trying to figure out why, or what the reason was. They young, they sexy, they hot, and uh, they got more shit to do. I don't know shit. I'm not, I'm not gonna try to figure it out. You know. Moving on from that. Moving on from that. I was trying to understand. I was trying to remember what Gloria had wrote down for me for me to talk about. Juneteenth is on its way. This is a new federal holiday. We should have known that Walmart was going to come through and try to fuck up the fun. Um, Obviously, they're going to monetize every holiday, even though it comes with immense, like, meaning and understanding from us from the black community. They're going to fuck it up. They're going to find a way to profit off of it. We have to know these things about America, about the, the country to which we live in. We have to know that. And I get so disappointed every time that they try to make a paycheck off of our pain. We ain't got no reparations. We got shit. But we gonna get the holiday and the, the, the Walmart's gonna try to make some funky ass ice cream off of the shit. And, and you know, we, we should have been expecting this. This is all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's wrong or it's right. I'm just saying we should have been expecting that. Okay? And, uh, I hope we all feel better about it at the end of the day. What else is going on, y'all? Damn, I really only came on to talk. Oh. I know what I came to talk about. So while y'all was sitting in y'all beds, y'all racks, y'all cars, trying to have a discourse about Michael B. Jordan and Lori B. Har- uh, not Lori B. Lori Harvey. Y'all was talking about her and how she's the Thanos of these uh, hip hop Negroes, which y'all really need to be doing is studying under the command of Carisha Brownlee. Cause listen. I know, I know, don't, everybody's not built to be a city girl, but the one, the way that Carisha Young Miami is doing it for the girls, I don't know, I'm not in the streets no more, I'm retired, I'm retired, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a married woman, I, I love the life I live, it's very quaint over here, we just be, you know, taking naps and shit, having fun, and that's it. I don't be out here. That's just a lot of stress to be in the streets. But Carisha Brownlee do it in a way to which it's glamorized. It looks great. It looks like an amazing experience in the time. This woman has acquired a podcast slash show from, I don't even know if that's her boyfriend or what. She be messing around with Diddy, right? And she be real serious about Diddy. But I, at the same time, I should be giving the energy of Diddy really need to keep his affairs in the line so he can keep up with her. And I like that. I like that. 
Cause it was, it's, cause it's really putting accountability on Diddy to keep his shit. Cause I really, from the standpoint of what I see, Young Miami be putting them paws on Diddy, and I really, I just, oh, I'm so proud of her. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so proud of her. She's, she's been rumored to give y'all background real quick. She's been rumored to be with Diddy for like the last year or so. I'm gonna say like the last year or so. And it's only been rumors, and then they've they've slowly but surely started to confirm what us as the audience knows to be true, like what we was thinking. Because we've seen pictures, we didn't see, you know, all sorts of stuff. The shade room neighborhood talked and put us onto all this shit. And we're like, okay, two plus two do equal four. This is cool. Okay, but where's this going? So today I go on my Instagram feed and I see that Carisha is interviewing Diddy himself. And this is after weeks of being tied to him, going to events with him. Baby, uh, the fucking side chicks is coming out of nowhere trying to claim him. She's like, no, the fuck, y'all ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's claiming this man heavy. And now she's interviewing him on, guess what, Revolt, which is, I want to say that Diddy is one of the CEOs of that network. Oh my gosh, it should be studied. It should be put in textbooks. It should be learnt. It should be taught to the girls. That's all I'm saying. Y'all too focused on Lori Harvey, who is so young in the game. And yes, she's messed with a, a lot of young, low-tier men. What are you talking about? She's messed with the future. It's like, do you aspire to mess with the future or do you aspire to mess with a Diddy? I'm just saying, um center your view on the things that matter and I feel like young Miami really did that she really centered in and honed in on what was going to be beneficial to her in her career she didn't really necessarily need it she's a city girl she's a city girl we would have fucked with her regardless or not if she would have aligned herself with P Diddy but at the same time it don't hurt it don't hurt and now that she's done it so gracefully that she now has a show on Revolt, I'm like, bitch, y'all focused on the wrong hoe. That's all I got to say about it. Y'all focused on the wrong one. She's been plotting and planning and she's going to make, you know, I'm just, I, I, I got to take a drink to that. Hold on one second. Y'all know what time it is, but I really just got out pod. Um, Carisha, aka Young Young Miami, for the work that she's put forth. She's really doing it for the girls that are really looking for advancement in the right ways. Go, girl! Like I'm good. You know what? I'm happy for you. Anyways, what else do I even have to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Let me try to think of what I've witnessed on the shade room for the last few weeks. Um, apparently Kanye West ain't with the girl that he was supposed to be with and looked like Kim Kardashian. We knew that. And he wasn't going to stay with that girl for too long. He was trying to troll. He was trying to troll Kim. And I don't know why y'all didn't know that, but I did. Um, okay. Kim did admit to us that she only got to with Pete Davidson for Big Dick Energy because she was trying to get back out on the streets. And she didn't really know how to dip her toes in there without getting situated. And she, you know, we knew that. Ariana had told us about um, Pete Davidson. And if you was going to dip your toe into a pond, 
I'm not necessarily mad that that's the guy that you chose, but it looks as if you you fucked up. You might have to go see Carisha because it looks like you might have gotten digmatized. So I want, you know, I just want the best for Kim. Ew, do I? Mm, mm. I see. Look, I got. I probably got in this episode soon because I'm saying things I would never say. I would never say. Never. But guys, I think. <laughs> am I gonna make this episode 13 minutes long? Probably. Probably I don't got nothing else to say. I don't really know. But now that I have discovered my headphones, maybe I'll be back next week for real. On time, on schedule. For sure. Yeah. So uh, that's really all I got to talk about right now. I just want y'all to turn your notebooks to page 103 and make sure that y'all are paying specific attention to Carisha Brownlee, a.k.a. Young Miami, and getting the tools from her, not being so focused on Lori Harvey. She's got a lot of life to live. She's got a lot of road to give and uh i feel like y'all y'all focused on the wrong one that's it that's all i really wanted to say um i'll let y'all know i'm, I'm in a hotel right now your girl is homeless she ain't got nowhere to live and uh, she's doing the best she can right now so for y'all to even get an episode right now i'm listen please pat me on my back i'm doing i'm doing what i can with the resources that i do have um but i'll try to catch y'all Shout out to Meg Thee Stallion and Party because I just, just because, I don't know. I'm glad they're together and I love them together. So I just want to say that. But I will catch you guys on the next episode of So There's That Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep supporting. I love you guys. And we're going to try to be more consistent as soon as we get settled in, guys. So I'll catch you on the next episode. So there's that. <laughs>